Reviews, the biggest news, the what's new, and the who's who. Welcome to the Daily Gamer Podcast with Joe Mango and James. Welcome to the Daily Gamer Podcast number 18. 18. With me, Joe Mango, and... James. And we have a special guest today. I'm going to say it right first time. Here we go. Xenia. Yeah. Hi, guys. How are you? Very good. Thank you for coming and uh, spending some time with us today. Thank you. Um, We're hopefully going to have some uh, amazing conversation. Um, So just like before we get going, um, so you work for Division. We had Dan on before. Uh, so what is your your job role, just really quickly? What's your title? Um, so I'm Director of Operations at Division. Okay, very um, cool. Mm-hmm. I joined back in November, yeah. which I think is roughly the time when you actually had Dan on the podcast. I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was fantastic meeting him. He's a lovely guy. I feel like yeah. everyone from New Zealand are just nice people, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, really just cool. in general. Um, so yeah, basically, um, we today want to do a little conversation where we just talk about... Um, like how gaming has changed in like the last 10 years because I feel like it has changed quite a lot especially from you know I mean 10 years ago like what I would have been like 19 um, and I guess that kind of changes things from when you were playing games yeah uh, as like you know a a teenager and then now we're like adults and and how gaming's come I think it's pretty crazy yeah even from the last two or three years it's even changed so much regarding you know the, the the games people the type of games people play how accessible they are yeah yeah exactly there's definitely trends in games now yeah a hundred percent like I feel like there wasn't um like good like horror games for a while right and then all of a sudden this year mm. we've got some crazy ones I think what um Dead Space remake came out this year yeah and then also Callisto Protocol pretty similar yeah and then also what is it um Oh my goodness! Uh, There's the, a few Resident Evil remakes. Resident, as well. Ease, uh, Resident yeah. Evil Four remake just came out. IGN <laughs> gave it a ten out of ten. There you go. Um, so yeah, kind of like different trends and stuff. So Senia, where were you like ten years ago playing games? I, w- I was trying to figure out how old I was, and I was sixteen. Okay. So that was like right in the middle of my proper start yeah. in gaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started a bit earlier, but that was like you know. What, about A levels time, so <laughs> yeah, you know, I was trying to spend the majority of my free time online, mm. and uh, I was playing mainly more RPGs, and I still actually play mainly more RPGs. But for, a lot of my, for example, what were you playing? I think at the time I was playing Jade Dynasty, which is some Korean game that nobody has ever heard <laughs> really? of for some reason in the West. Right. It's not very popular, mm. but in the East, it was pretty. I mean, it was a beautiful game, and yeah. I really enjoyed playing it. And then a few years later, I was introduced to World of Warcraft. Bizarrely Uh-oh. enough, yeah. when I was li- when I was really like younger, World of Warcraft was considered to be you know the game that only nerds play and really <laughs> kind of like frowned upon. And then I got to it at the fine age of nineteen, and I was like, whoa! And that consumed my life. For it a consumed good my life too. Few years didn't consume mine. No, because <laughs> I thought it was nerdy. Yeah, <laughs> well, I got convinced. You're nerdier than all of us, James. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Secretly. Um, but no, it's a fact. Honestly, like I spent a lot of time. Like if I actually go back and look at, you know, my playtime or whatever across many, many different characters. I mean, it's 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 going to be scary to look at, to yeah, be honest. I can imagine. Um, it was pretty bad, but um, it's a fantastic game. And, and I think, um, it, I mean, it's still going strong. It's mm-hmm. incredible. But for me, the main point was that, you know, you had a long day. 
right? You're working, you go home, and you can literally just log in and do such a random thing, like go mount for a uh, farm for mounts. Yeah. Just go farm for some rocks. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Do some random stuff. Just fly do around. Bit, do a bit of mining today. It's therapeutic, yeah. isn't it? It is. It is. And like to be honest, it's, it's definitely a game you have to grind. Oh, yeah. And I, t- in a way, it's actually the reason I kind of stopped playing it at one point was because it just got too grindy as my life got more busy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to be like the top, top players and be in like the biggest raids and, and yeah, doing yeah. the stuff that I most enjoyed, I think I was like mainly into it in like, uh, Wrath of the Lich King, oh. which they've just brought out the classic Wrath yeah. of the Lich King like a couple months ago. And I was so close to mm-hmm. being like, I'm going to play again because of that. Yeah. Like, but, but I didn't, I withheld. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it kind of like, um, just like really sinks its teeth into you and you kind of just don't want to stop playing it. Yeah, well, for me, it was, if you want to go back 10 years, I was 26. Okay. 26, but even further back, the original Warcraft games. Yeah, yeah. The ones with the base building and stuff. That's where I, I really enjoyed that. And then yeah. I, I, I don't know, I gave World of Warcraft a try, a try well, and I was like, ah, oh, it wasn't cool. That's where Dota came from, right? <laughs> Warcraft as well. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Popular game. Frozen Throne, I think that was it. War, War, Warcraft 3, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's pretty incredible, uh, you know, what they've made in general. Mm. And I don't think I mean, there's obviously games like it, like the MMO RPG is still like a thing that people are still making. But I don't think yeah. anyone's made it the same way nowadays no. that Blizzard have made World of Warcraft and such a behemoth that it is. But it's inspired so much other stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, Amazon did uh, that one a couple of years ago, which we played, which I am forgetting the name of right now. God, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what it's called? It's a forgettable. <laughs> it is a really forgettable name and game. No, I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed the game. That doesn't sound promising no, at no. all. Well, okay, but here's the- <laughs> it was okay. It had, no, no. Its, it had its. It's it had a- its. Bits. Yeah, and it's a cool fine. game. Again, it's a bit of grinding. You know, you got to cut down trees and you got to do all that uh, stuff. And you can like go on raids and do dungeons and that sort of thing. So that's cool. Build up your gear. Mm. Um, you have quests to do. It's not quite as questy as um, as World of Warcraft. And the annoying thing about it is the quests sometimes are like just so samey. It's like get me twenty oh. pieces of wood. Get me fifty gold. Whereas World of Warcraft actually created like a big story behind a lot of their quests. New world, new world, new world. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but and the, in WoW, like some quests were so complicated. I literally had to go on YouTube and yeah. watch a run through to figure it yeah. out. And when you're working that much for a quest, like mm. you know, the reward seems a bit sweeter. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I feel like in New World, it was kind of like you were just doing like random, kind of boring, grindy quests mm. to, for like no reason. It was like you basically had to go get some ore or like, you know, it was like pluck some chickens, kill some rabbits. And it just like seemed yeah. really <laughs> like not enjoyable. It's a shame because it had so much potential, like the world, the, the, the yeah. whole like situation with the infection or whatever it was. Yeah, curse? yeah, yeah. Curse the the on curse the, on the island yeah. kind of thing. This is a new world. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least with World of Warcraft, it, 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 it is quite samey, but at least wherever you're going in different areas, there'll be like different creatures. Yeah. And it'll be like, um, oh, there's like an elemental creature. Farm the heart of the elemental creature and it's an ice thing and you've got to, mm. you know, and at least um, there's like different mechanics for everything you're doing. Yeah. 
I mean, just going and literally, you literally have to run around one spot with like loads of other people all trying to do yeah, it yeah, yeah, to yeah. kill some chickens to get some feathers. <laughs> just like people running around it's and like so feathers like flying about. Literally, that is what New World felt to me. Yeah. And it was kind of like, I just wanted to get up the level so I could start doing the dungeons and the content. Yeah. I didn't even get that far because I was just so bored mm. with that sort of grind. It was kind of boring. Um, they did have a pretty good PvP um, yeah. section. Uh, which was kind of like the large-scale World of Warcraft uh, PvP stuff. Like, it was quite good. Um, but, yeah. But to be fair, it was a free game, <laughs> right? It Whereas was. World of Warcraft like, cost yeah. an arm and a leg to play it. Yep. Especially if you're new to the game. you got to buy, you know, the expansion as well. you got to buy... Yeah, you're like, right. Like, it's not... Really it's not committing. like the cheapest game mm. to, to get started with yeah. um, or the cheapest game to... You, know, you have to pay monthly. Yeah, you, know. you do. Uh, what, I mean, what the big players do is they actually earn enough gold in game that they, can, the token. they can pay the... They get the token and you can pay for your game time yeah. with the token. But, come on. Yeah, that's, that's, kind of, that's too much grinding. That's kind of annoying. Yeah, I was trying to think, what, are there any M other MMO RPGs that have kind of got anywhere near the level of... What World of Warcraft? Maybe not. Elder, Elder Scrolls Online still going. Yeah. If you want to go to like more of a dedicated original MMO, but in space. Mm. Oh, what was it called? RuneScape. Not RuneScape. I mean, RuneScape did really well. It's Eve Eve Online. Oh yeah, Eve yeah. Online. That's Eve. been going on for ages. Eve and has Online. So many players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is still really big. I actually never played it, but I have. I have. Um, you know, I think it still has the it. record of the most concurrent players online doing a single battle in really? the world. Okay. Wow. I don't I don't know the numbers, but it was like millions of people online. Really? At the same time. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Fun fact. Um yeah, I mean, ten years ago I was probably playing World of Warcraft too. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um but yeah, I also think that things have changed a lot since covid and covid was like actually great for gaming oh yeah mm -hmm. the only downside was it did stop a lot of games getting released on time oh, yeah, but now in a way it's a good thing because we've suffered a little bit there's been some good games coming out but not yeah. as many but it looks like 2023 is stacked already so many releases i mean hogwarts legacy yeah. already like dead space and uh, Metroid, uh, Metroid on um, remaster yeah. has come out as well on the Switch as well, and That's like right. that got a ten out of ten. Like looks amazing. Um, obviously, uh, Resident Evil Four's remaster, like it's it's looking really really cool. It looks crazy. Um, I've and got, then like, a list of releases, and every time you know, because we do that section when I do new releases, and I check a website basically. Right. <laughs> and I look at this year's list of yeah. each month. I mean, look, you can see that now, like. It just goes on. Yeah. Look at Well, look there's at probably April. 30, 40 releases a month. More? Yeah. Um, wow. Compared yeah. to last year when there was like maybe six or seven. And the thing is, these are 30, 40 like bigger like titles. They're not yeah. like really, they don't include like really small stuff that no one's ever heard before. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's pretty insane like what we're going to have this year. Um, but just going back to like the whole COVID thing. I mean, everyone was just like, oh, we can't work. We can't go outside. What should we do? Mm. <laughs> I know we can go online and play games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. Or for some people, play games for the first time and then discover the world of games. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then I mean, I, I assume a lot of streaming careers have been born yeah, yeah. out of, that you know, just COVID because it's just like, hey, you know what? I got nothing to do. 
Mm. Why don't I start streaming? Yeah, and I'm sure it some go. people it, it yeah. did really well. I mean, to be honest, I did it a little bit, but I wasn't dedicated enough. No, uh, same. No way. Yeah, I was just messing around on Fortnite with a couple of friends, to be honest, <laughs> uh, most of the time, which was which was quite fun. I I followed you. Oh, I watched. Oh, thanks, James. Aww. For like five minutes. Four. Five minutes, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I do have friends who stream and they'll be like, hey, watch my stream. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And I'm like watching it. I'm just like, right. Mm, this is cool. And then you go do something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just leave it on in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know this is off topic, but I think it's it's one of the hardest things is to actually build a streaming career. Do you stream, you know, so many people have spoken to me being like, you're in gaming, you're a girl, you must be streaming. You should, you're gonna make tons of money doing <laughs> streaming. And you know, like, I thought about it. I even, like, for my birthday, I received a stream come from one, one of my friends. Yeah, and I was like, right. I see what you're applying <laughs> here. But um, it actually consumes so much of your energy. Yeah, you, You're giving out so much because you are entertaining a, mm. a crowd of people. You're getting yeah. so many comments. You, I mean, if, if you are relatively large, you get a yeah. lot of comments in your chat mm -hmm. and you're interacting with all these people, but you're not necessarily getting any live like feedback mm. in return. No, yeah. So yeah. for me, I, I, I figured out that it would be a bit challenging. Although you never know. Maybe. Maybe, you know, like in a year's time, I'll be like, huge streaming career well yeah yeah we'll, we'll uh, definitely uh, come and you know get on that stream as well so you, you can boost our channel a little bit um, <laughs> plug us plug us yeah i think I we'll think make I, a deal now yeah yeah if you take off <laughs> uh, but if we take off we'll also then, take you yeah yeah exactly that it's a deal um no i mean you know i was streaming throughout covid um and then obviously at one point we were streaming like maybe once or twice a week on on our daily gamer uh, on twitch and um you know it's fun we do like four hours or something and mm. um i did enjoy it and mm. you know uh, i've done a lot of radio presenting mm. so i'm pretty used to talking for a good amount of time about random stuff so whilst i was streaming like it was great but especially when you're first starting out it is really demoralizing because you do a four-hour stream With and like you, you're just like yeah. yeah how many people are actually <laughs> watching me right now mm. which really sucks honestly it really really sucks and it does make you just feel a little bit like I'm talking to no one. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine for the first time, yeah. second time. But after you do like your 10th stream and you've got like mm, one average viewer and it's like your mom, you, you kind of get a little bit like, <laughs> that's oh. a cool mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of oh, go, you know, is it worth it? Um, yeah. So I don't know if it I is. I remember when I, like, I first tried to do it and I was like describing what I was doing all the time and like going, oh yeah like I'm gonna go over here what's in there open that box Ooh, cool yeah and then, like by like 10 or 10 or 15 minutes later I'm just like just go with my old self and just like yeah and just like play stuck in my own head like, yeah it, I don't know how people do it they no, just keep going it, it happened with me I, I know what you mean it's like you start off really enthusiastic mm. and then like you know two hours in I'm just like playing the game and then I remember like oh I'm on stream yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, better not do anything stupid yeah, yeah, online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. When was the last time? When was the last time I spoke? Like I actually don't remember. You know what I mean? That was yeah. the kind of thing. And then yeah, yeah. Like if you go to scratch a place, you know, yeah. uh, and then you remember, oh, I'm still on stream. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, and then and then I look at my, uh, you know, how many people are watching? I'm like, ah, oh, okay, it's cool. It's okay, no, no one's watching. No one's watching. Yeah, <laughs> no fans. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are, what are your opinions on kind of like where we were 10 years ago to kind of where we are now, especially after uh, and during COVID stuff? Well, I think in general, the gaming industry is booming. And yes, COVID gave it a big 
push because, as you said, so many people started playing from home and there was demand for more games or, mm. I mean, even gaming equipment. Mm. You know, before you would be gaming from something like, I don't know, you have your laptop and you're like, ah, you know, whatever, I'm just going to game from that unless mm. you're a pro. Yeah. But then people really started looking into it. So many of my friends started getting, you know, like those dents fully kitted out with these, like 360 screens. Yeah, James did. Ah. <laughs> this guy did. Yeah. Well, I only have one screen. Okay, he's only got one screen, <laughs> but it's a ginormous screen. It's one of those really, really? long curved yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, he's a graphic designer. Ah. But I don't think he uses it for that. No, you don't. I do. (laughs) You definitely don't. Um, But what do you call it? But he has got a really kitted out PC setup, which Mm. is which is is pretty nice. Doesn't get enough use. use. Yeah, because of working. No, but that. But but you know, you you had one before, and it worked fine, right? Had one what? Like you've upgraded your your PC recently. Yes. But before it worked fine. Yeah, perfectly fine. So literally mine right now, I'm like, oh, I want to get more. I want to get a better PC. Mm. But I'm actually like, my PC works. I can Mm. play any game I want and it works completely fine. But I just have this thing. Like you said, people just kind of start getting like pulled into this kind of thing and going, oh, I want to get those shiny, you know, LEDs. Yeah, LED little strips everywhere, cool mouse and stuff like that. Yeah. I really need that. Have you seen that keyboard recently that like literally the whole keyboard is like OLED? Mm. No So when you like type it and stuff, it like moves. And it's like the whole keyboard is basically a screen, but it actually has keys. But the keys are like, oh, what is it? No, the keys are see-through. And then underneath is like an OLED screen. Right. So when you're typing on it and stuff, though, it does like ripples and that's cool. It looks so cool, but it's really expensive. I've heard LEDs make you a better gamer in competition. That well. is true. I mean, makes sense, obviously. <laughs> no, no. I heard the louder the keyboard, the better it is. Like, <laughs> you know, I've got a mechanical keyboard, yeah, and same. I really regret it because, like, sometimes if my wife is like sleeping in the next room. I'm like trying to press the buttons really <laughs> quietly, especially if I'm playing like a competitive game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's so annoying. And then I even like listen to back to like video uh, content that I've recorded. I'm like talking in the mic and I'm playing games. And then all you can hear is me just going like, oh, I'm just going to walk into this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so loud. If I'm online, say like DM, uh, what's it called? Warzone. Yeah. Mm. And then the microphone's really sensitive. So my friends are like, I can hear your fucking keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the sound with my nails? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's literally like, whatever keyboard I have, it's going to sound like that. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we've definitely gone way off topic with these things, but I, yeah. I do enjoy having a good... <laughs> okay, we've changed the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's true. I, I feel like that is a big part of how gaming's changed, though. Of is, course, yeah. It's, yeah. it's become uh, more of just like, a, hey, let's play games with friends to like, hey, I've got the coolest equipment. Look at my chair. <laughs> yeah. My chair has a... You know, like a cup holder and, and an air conditioner. Yeah. And like, a fan. Yeah, massage. <laughs> and it takes off and look, I got a green screen. Look at me, you yeah. know, um, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing, by the way. No, um, I just great. think it's it's really like, I, honestly, I didn't even think about it till you mentioned it. Um, it really has mm. made everything kind of um, get a bit more, um, what do you call it? Like materialistic a little bit. Mm. But in a way, like... It's only good for the for the gaming community, right? Because if people are getting more into that, you know, sort of, of frills and, and like, stuff, they're going to be more no, into gaming. There's no shame in it as well. Like, you know, back when I was a kid growing up, gaming was a little bit of a, 
you know, our parents would be like, go outside, do something outside. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, gaming. You're, you've been inside all day gaming and, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do need exercise. You should get out a bit more. But yeah. it's more accepted now. It's more, it's yeah. more mainstream. Uh, um, I was actually reading a post on LinkedIn. I can't really remember the full name of the person who wrote it, but it was essentially about, um, I think he was doing a free course to parents yeah. on actually educating them more about gaming and how to manage, you know, their child and not have yeah. arguments about screen time because we all know it is important, you know. Yeah. I don't have kids, but I would assume that, you know, if I had one, I would be concerned about the amount of time they'll be spending yeah. online. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about, you know, being safe online and, you know, doing the right thing, etc. So yeah, I thought it was can... really cool. Obviously, my parents didn't have that. For them, gaming <laughs> yeah. was just all bad. I'm going to go blind. All the problems yeah, are obviously yeah, exactly. because of the screen. But... It's nice to see that today, you know, kids do have, first of all, a lot of choice. And mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, with time, their parents will be a bit more. And support. About it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. support as well. Exactly. And a lot of opportunities to actually become a pro player. Yeah. A lot more. But but you know what? Not not even I, I think we have spoken about this before, but it's like not even just um, becoming a pro player. Mm. But there are so many jobs yeah. to do with gaming. Yeah. Right. Um, so even if you're just interested in gaming and then you moved into gaming marketing for gaming mm. or even if you were a little bit nerdier and you wanted to start you know mm. developing games doing mm. the coding it's such a doing creative industry mm. that you can jump in at any point really. art direction yeah. you know th there is like a, a huge array like someone was asking me recently like oh i want to get into gaming and i went on to um ubisoft's um mm. careers page and i said like yeah. do you know what you want to do in gaming and they're like, oh not really i'm like look i sent in the link of ubisoft's career page it, there's like maybe nine different tabs and every single tab. Yeah. So one tab will be like, you know, production. One tab would be marketing. And in each one, there's like mm. 20 yeah. different choices. So there's hundreds of different, you know, gaming jobs that you can actually get, um, which is amazing. Yeah. So just because you're playing gaming, it doesn't mean, you, you know, you could go into streaming, you could go into content creation, you could be yeah. an esports player, but there's also so many other things you could be doing. Exactly. Well, it only makes sense, you know, after all, gaming industry is bigger than the music industry and the cinema industry combined. Yeah. And, you know, when you hear that, you're like, whoa. Yeah. You know, but... 100%. I'm happy to hear that. For and me, especially that, yeah. obviously, uh, 10 years ago, there were smartphones and people were able to play games on their phones, but nothing like it is now. Mm -mm. I mean, that has probably been one of the biggest jumps I mean, obviously, PlayStation to what it was 10 years ago to what it is now and Xbox and whatever, yep. it is a big difference. But the fact that you can play, like, basically League of Legends, right? Like, on your phone, whenever you want. You can play, like, uh, PUBG FIFA, well. PUBG, mm. Call of Duty. I mean, PUBG Mobile is more popular than PUBG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Because true. anyone can just play it because it's just on your phone. Um, and you don't even need to have the craziest, most expensive iPhone or mm. Samsung to be able to play these games either, yeah. um, which is amazing. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the biggest changes, right, in in what, what gaming has become. That, mm. And I think it's so popular now and so big and s there's so much money in it. Like, a lot of that is due to, to mobile gaming. Yeah, and mm. talking about, you know, accessibility over the last 10 years as well, especially for women in gaming as well, it's it's it's... It, it's a gateway, but it's, it's it's open to anyone, anyone, no matter what where you're from, what sex you are, anything. Yeah, you can get into gaming, and that's yeah. what's beautiful about how yeah. it's changed in the last ten years. Yeah, I mean, like if you think about it, ten years ago, now you know, I think about my girlfriends. Not that many of them were actually 
playing anything yeah. at all. Like, my, okay, my best friend, yeah, she she was playing like us together. We were like, okay, let's let's get online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would literally sprint from the dining hall in yeah. the school to go back home ASAP to play. Yeah, yeah. Because it was such a huge thing for us. But now, you know, attending certain conferences, you hear, the, you know, that there are so many girls that want to get into gaming and mm. do things in gaming mm-hmm. and compete professionally or there are so many content creators that are gamers yeah, yeah. and it's so cool and that was not the case at all 10 no. years ago yeah. it was the uh i don't know if you ever watched that south park episode of uh what do you call it south park episode about world of warcraft oh yeah the world of that episode. did you ever watch that if you haven't just I'll watch, have to watch that. yeah find and watch that episode of um I can't remember, they, they, they had like a title for it and it was a great title, I forgot what it's called. But yeah, South Park, World of Warcraft episode. Mm. And basically, um, they kept talking about how this guy has no life. He's like the best World of Warcraft player. He has no life. And it is like a very big, overweight <laughs> oh, male. He, he became a like, meme. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he got like spots, long hair, and this like greasy tank top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, like, uh, he just like doesn't move apart from his wrist, or, you know, kind <laughs> of thing. Like... Um, that is kind of what it was like, you know. <laughs> well, that was the idea, right? Yeah, of yeah. person who games a lot. Looks like that, It's yeah. just like, you know, you <laughs> haven't left your home in weeks. You have like beer cans on the floor. Exactly. Yeah. like. Cheetos everywhere and like a sticky keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely a lot flashier now. There's a lot more variety. And that's what I do love about the gaming streamers now mm. is like, I'm not like necessarily into all the game gaming streams that I see, mm-hmm. um, but there's something for literally anyone who wants to watch streaming. Um, you can find anyone doing anything, you know, mm. um, if it's gaming or, or, or otherwise. But even in gaming, you know, um, you could find a gamer that's super casual. You could find a gamer that's doing esports and competitive and yeah. whatever. Whatever's there is there. For yeah, you. you jump onto Twitch and like sometimes I like to have dinner and then I just put something on in the background <laughs> and it's like someone <laughs> yeah, playing yeah, a game yeah, yeah. that I'm interested in or I'm interested in getting mm. to see someone play and like well, an yeah, impression exactly. of, of how it is. And then it's just quite relaxing. If depends how hectic it is. Oh well, yeah, it's it depends on the stream. Chilled out streamer like mm. la 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 I'm just playing a game. It's like yeah. oh, that's nice. And then yeah. I just watch it. And it's so easy to, to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Uh, I definitely feel like we could talk about this topic for hours. <laughs> we can. Um, but we've got to get on to the uh, more nitty-gritty things coming up for you next. Um, but what yeah, that was basically... <laughs> the nitty where- of the gritty, yeah. <laughs> of course. <Ooh. laughs> wow, wow. But that was basically our um, you know, kind of take on where gaming was 10 years ago to where gaming is now. Okay, it's time for the tough questions now, Senia. Yes. I know I'm saying it very uh, correctly. Your name, it's a, not the easiest <laughs> name, but I'm getting there. I'm Let's sorry. not get into that again. No, I'm no. sorry. No, it's fine. It's, it's not fine. my fault. Um, you could just have a normal name like Joe. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty simple. No. Joe would be a perfect name. No, I name. actually love your name. You have an amazing name, and I wish I could, um, you know, be, be better called. at saying it. But um, Xenia. But, but anyway, <laughs> let's move past all of that. Um, you work for Division, which is yes. really cool. Why don't you tell us um, a little bit about what Division does? So Division is a platform, online platform, uh, where we well, we, what we essentially do is we connect brands with uh, gamers. So, you know, a lot of brands right now, they want to try to advertise in the world of gaming, be mm-hmm. that Twitch or, you know, YouTube gaming, obviously, depending on the region. Yeah. And what we do is we give brands access to a large pool of, like, gaming content creators or 
pro players who can help them with that. Yeah, making the connection between Exactly. Between them. And then, you know, we manage the campaign and we put it all together for to make it easier for them to get into that space because at least from what we can see, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of brands still find gaming a bit of a like complicated space. Yeah, hard to understand, yeah. Yeah. I think um it is good though because what I've seen and also when I spoke to Dan about this, um who is the CEO, co-founder. And he is a managing director. Yeah, of of Division. He Mm -hmm. came on the podcast back in November. um, And he was saying, like, it's actually pretty crazy, like, the amount of brands that are wanting to, uh, you know, work with gamers who have nothing to do with gaming. Like, they're not a gaming company. Mm -hmm. You know, they could be, like, a a beverage company or or something like that. So Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, actually, uh, food and beverages is probably one of the perfect, you know, collaborators with gaming because when you think about streaming for example is the easiest thing to put on a stream somebody just you know having a can of coke (laughs) or eating some crisps it's just it's it's very organic everybody eats everybody drinks yeah exactly and it's an easy sale i mean i guess you know they don't actually have to physically be chatting about the product all the time but just that product placement kind of helps yeah, but it, it's a very organic way of advertising because imagine, you know, you're, you've been gaming and then you're like, okay, I just had my delivery from Deliveroo. Yeah. And then you bring it in and then you have your, I don't know, mm-hmm. again, Coke or Pepsi, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn, this Pepsi tastes good. There you go. You already mentioned the product. Yeah. yeah. And it is advertising. Yeah, I know. That is really clever, really cool. Um, so what is your role at Division and like, you know, what do you actually have to do? Right. So I am uh, the director of operations at Division. So I kind of bounce back between the two founders, um, trying to make sure that, you know, things stay in line because, you know, as with founders, they can get excited about certain things and uh, try to go off topic in certain areas. But, you know, they're great people. They're super professional and I love them to bits. They're really incredible. But, you know, day-to-day operations, whatever, finance, legal, making sure that things get done on time. So that kind of thing. Okay. Cool. And I guess you're in gaming, so it's just everything's kind of fun, right? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I work in gaming and I barely game anymore just Aww. because I don't really have time for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is fun because, you you know, you get to do really creative campaigns, for example, and you yeah. really have that time to sit with the you know, the creative team of the brand mm-hmm. or the agency and discuss it with them in depth. And, you know, sometimes they give us the space to be creative ourselves mm-hmm. or they already have a campaign and they of come course, to us they're like, yeah. okay, look, we have this thing. Let's make it happen. And mm-hmm. most of the time it's actually really cool stuff. Okay. So it's, it's nice to see yeah. the amount of creativity that actually goes into it. So you have a platform which is uh, at division.ae. Yes. Um. So... If content creators sign up to that, that is kind of like their way of being part of what you're doing yeah. and a way for you to be able to then pair um, companies to um, these creators. Yeah. Um, does it always have to, like, is it a process that can happen, like, almost online without you being involved? Precisely. That was the whole idea of it. We wanted to, you know, take ourselves out or just people out of it as much as possible. Mm. So essentially, yeah, as a gamer, you would come in and you just register in a platform. You will link your social media profiles, you Mm. know, your Twitch, your YouTube, Mm. your TikTok or whatever social media you have. And you would typically write what games you play. And we're also adding a new feature where, you know, you will specify that you, for example, don't want to advertise 
I don't know, like sweet things just because you're against sugar. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, whenever there are any campaigns coming through, they just don't get sent to you because yeah. that's not something that you would do. And it'll waste your time. So do the brands also sign up and make their own accounts and everything? Uh, yes, on exactly. Well, either agencies or brands, they can create their own profile there. So they can't. So I assume if like um, I went on to your website right now, yeah. haven't made an account or anything, I can't see who's there. Right. Like no, I can't see. No, yeah. No, no, no. So I have to make an account first. Say, yeah. I'm, I, hey, I'm a brand. And I want to look for some some gamers. Yeah. Once I've signed up and made that account, I can then start looking for yeah, exactly. the people that I want. Can the it, brands can the brands go in and define what they're looking for specifically? Uh, well, look, you can when you're putting com your campaign together online, mm. you will write you know the campaign name. Then uh, you will choose whatever services you want. You know the dates of the campaign, yeah. and you can even upload a proper brief. As in, you know, like the description of what the campaign is like, where you want the, you know, the content creators to mention, when, etc. All the details. Mm. And uh, then you go to the next page where you actually choose the content creators for your campaign. Okay. And, you know, you will see their following. You will see you following on each social you media. Browse their profiles. And you can yeah. click on their pro profile and actually learn okay. more about them okay, cool. as a person, I guess. So um, do you have to get involved with every um kind of campaign uh me as a person no like as the company <laughs> like does the company get involved so uh, so yeah look at this stage we because we're still introducing people to it i mm. mean just gaming in itself is a bit complicated but yeah. also you know using a digital platform can be complex at times too so for the first few campaigns with each of our clients we do it manually so we run it like we explain how it works to yeah. them um but we're trying to move them more towards using the platform independently from us. Mm -hmm. We still do bespoke campaigns. So, you know, in the future, whenever we have bespoke campaigns, we will have to get involved yeah. personally. However, so if it's more, something standard, then no. That's more like when the client's like, hey, we want to do something really cool. We're not yeah. exa exactly sure what we want to do. And then you'll yeah. like help them come up yeah. with ideas and, and create that campaign. Okay. Yeah. And um, sorry, just a weird question because I'm trying to like, you know, fully understand the platform because I think it's really, really cool. Um, so how do you kind of prevent these brands just making accounts and then finding content creators and then, you know, just um, uh, linking with them, you know, not through the platform? Um, well, it's part of our terms that they sign before actually getting access to the platform. Okay. So, you know, we try to incentivize them not to. Obviously, you know, yeah. this is a free world. We can't stop anybody from doing it. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys ever dealt with influencers yourselves. Um, it can be quite difficult and time-consuming. So what we add value in a way that we manage the whole campaign for mm. them, and we are the ones dealing with the influencers reaching out to them. Yeah. So it's just easier. Yeah, to yeah. do it through us. Yeah, okay, makes sense. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what they would do, and everyone's going to do that. No, I we assume, thought about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just wondered if there was like anything there to kind of like try and prevent that, um, because yeah, I mean, I, I think that most companies though that are, are serious about actually mm. doing these campaigns would be, you know, 100% up for for going through your your uh, you know your platform and and using your services, um, which is really cool. Um, no, I, I really like it. I think it's a fantastic service for these, especially like the content creator side of yeah. things. Um, but then also, like I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, agencies out there who, um, 
you know, kind of don't always give certain creators the time of day mm. and they focus on their bigger creators who, exactly. whereas if on this platform, anyone can sign up to it Precisely. and any brand can look for yeah. any person. Yeah. So it might be someone that the normal agency wouldn't put forward because they're like, oh yeah, they're kind of small, da, da, da. but someone might go in and be like, oh, that person is perfect for our campaign. We want that person yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So but, I think that's quite cool. Yeah, that's a really fair point. And also, I mean, for us, we we really want to grow it in the region and to provide this opportunity to, you know, even the casual gamer. You never know. You could mm -hmm. be a very, you know, you may not be actually good at playing games, mm -hmm. but you could be a good entertainer. Yeah. You know, because after all, streaming is entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you're good at it, you, why don't you monetize it? Yeah. And we'll help you grow. And we actually have been adding, you know, in some of our campaigns from our own cost, we'll add a few like micro, micro influences, just like with a few hundred followers. Yeah. Uh, where they will get a bit of a, you know, campaign action for yeah. them. Yeah. And to uh, give them a taste of sort of. You, you must get a good look at the statistics as well from these brands. Uh, in, in terms of like who they're targeting and yes, you know yeah. demographic things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, n we don't necessarily get it from the brands because we have our own like analytics partner yeah, okay. who would get that information. Then mm. we'll share it with the brand because brands actually come to us for the information. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, they would. They may want to target a particular audience yeah, or a particular, yeah. you know, like geographic a location. Region, yeah. Yeah. So then they'll be like, we want to make sure that it's, it's you know, we don't want a yeah. content creator who is like based in the US and streams for the American audience because that will make no sense for yeah. the local yeah, audience. Exactly. Purely because of the time difference, you know. So also, um, you know, obviously a bigger streamer will be able to charge more than yes. a smaller streamer. Of course. Um, who chooses like kind of how much they're going to be charging? Is it the actual content creator themselves? Or do you help with that with these content creators? We have a rate card that we agree with both the content creators and, you know, with certain agencies. Mm -hmm. um, so typically it's dependent on how many followers they have and how active they are and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. obviously, you know, if you have a few million uh, followers on YouTube or like, you know, a few hundred thousand on Twitch, then obviously you will be charging a lot of yeah. money. Mm. It's a known fact. So we will adjust a rate card depending on that. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Ooh. No, I just wondered if like, um, you know, if you're a really small streamer, you're like, I want 10,000 dirhams for one <laughs> no, thing. Not happening. No, yeah. So, <laughs> so you actually kind of vet, the, vet that? Yeah, I mean, on the platform, it's already available. So, you know, when you actually go to the final page, you mm. kind of have like your shopping cart, as bad as it sounds. But, you know, you have your the, the, the content creators that you've selected yeah. and how many streams you want. Mm. And on the side, you will actually see how much each stream or the sum of stream cost, yeah. streams cost. And then you'll see your total at the bottom. So it, it is kind of like it. That's what we love about it, because it's so easy for you mm. to play around. You can reduce or increase yeah. to fit within your budget. No, we actually do have a we have a page signed up with Division already. Do? Yes, we do. Yeah. We do. Ooh, yeah, guys. which is which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't remember if I do, do. I set my own budget for what I think we're worth. I can't remember if I did that or not. Mm, is that a thing? I or do don't you, think you do that. No. Okay. So that kind of comes from <laughs> <Wait>. we're worth <laughs> one million. No, no, no. I just one, one stream, one mention in the stream. So <laughs> you're the one that selects how much we're worth. Yeah. And then the client will go, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And then we agree to it if yeah. we're happy with that. So essentially how it works from the side of the content creator, they will receive the, you know, in their inbox. Like an offer. 
Yeah, exactly. Like a Wait, collaboration request. Wait, does it only request. go to the inbox of your account? No, I think you also get an email. Okay, Otherwise, great, you will never, ever, ever. <laughs> I was about to say, we could have had loads of... Uh, You're like, I'm going to log in right emails, now and man. check. <laughs> we could have had loads of inquiries and I didn't even know. <laughs> no, oh, I think goodness. you also get an, in, um, an email notifications mm. because... Um, for us, the requirements for the content creator to actually, you know, either accept or decline within a certain time period. And yeah. if they don't, obviously, we we'll have to search for an alternative. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, even if you had any and you missed them, yeah. sorry, they're gone. Makes sense. <laughs> so how did you get into the gaming industry? Um, so it's a bit of a story from... Me, I guess story time. Here we go. Um, so my background is not not has nothing to do with gaming whatsoever. Although I've been a gamer my whole life, um, my background is corporate. Yeah, and you know I I grew up in England and I worked in London, and then I decided okay, you know what, got off to a good job. I moved back home, and I was there for maybe like half a year. Didn't really enjoy it. Not a big fan of my hometown. Mm -hmm. So I was like okay. It's time for me to get out. Mm. So I just Spread started your wings, exactly. Yeah. So I started messaging, you know, my network, uh, being like, guys, I'm ready to leave. Let me know if anything mm. comes up, that kind of thing. And um, the first thing that came up was actually, you know, a gaming startup in Dubai. Yeah. So I was like, huh? Well, I game. And, you know, the role kind of applies to me. And Dubai is a really and cool place. Dubai, right? it was January. <laughs> yeah. And I was pretty yeah. cold. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? This sounds very nice. I can do it with some sun. <laughs> yeah. So I literally, like, I did the interview with them and I got an offer pretty much on the day. And cool. two weeks later, I moved to Dubai. And That's awesome. Wow. I know. It was a bit of, my whole family, they were like, because I don't know why, but they're like, put on your location in case you get kidnapped. I'm like, that is probably the safest place <laughs> on the planet <laughs> in terms of that. Exactly. But it was pretty funny. It was really sweet how much they <laughs> they cared. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I've been here for what, like just over a year. And to be fair, I did change my jobs. I didn't go straight to division. I joined division back in November. I, yeah. I don't know if I already said that. But um I love the industry. I think it's great here and it's definitely booming in the Middle East, mm, you know, with yeah. a lot of investments, especially coming from the governments like in Saudi. They're mm. really, really, really funding it well and trying to make, well, Saudi, I guess, Riyadh, um, the capital of gaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, we can see like a lot of initiatives coming from the UAE as well, yeah. mm -hmm. which is great to see. They've got the was a Gamer Eight Festival coming back. I yeah, think yeah, they yeah. Did it for the uh, first in time Riyadh, yes. last summer. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, to be honest, like when it came about, I was like, I kind of heard about it and heard that something was going to happen. It yeah. was called Gamer Eight, and then I didn't hear anything about it. And then all of a sudden, it was like, it's happening in like a week and it's massive. And I was like, oh yeah. my goodness. Huge. And then obviously, this year is like the second time they're doing it. Yeah, and it's so, even bigger. Yeah, they've had a lot more time. They've had the first year to like get all the jitters out yeah. and all the problems, iron, iron the creases. Mm -hmm. And now like it's looking really, really cool. And you kind of think like, oh, Saudi in the, in the summer. But mm -hmm. it's all like this ginormous indoor place and it looks, oh. It looks it really looks cool. In, I mean, I to be fair, last year, which was the first time that I went to Saudi, mm. but I went after it was already over. I went for Next World Forum, which mm. was actually also a really, really cool event uh, tech-wise. There was yeah. a lot of gaming as well, but it was, you know, overall future yeah. technology. 
And um, actually attended a few interesting talks there. Really one of my favorite ones was, was actually on girls in gaming. And it mm -hmm. was a really interesting panel mm -hmm. uh, with great, just incredible women yeah. um, in this space. And the conversation they were having with the audience was so eye-opening. Because, you yeah. know, when you think about Saudi Arabia, you don't think about girls being or at least having the ability to know. Yeah do content creation, mm -hmm. for example. Which makes sense because, you know, you think of Saudi Arabia as this very conservative place. Yeah, yeah. But so many girls actually game there. That's and, awesome. and a lot of them do create content. They just, you know, they don't show themselves. Yeah. They mm -hmm. would just show maybe their hands just playing. Yeah, they will yeah. Never or actually an avatar show their face. or something. Yeah. Or an avatar, exactly. Yeah. But some actually are, you know, would show their face on camera. Mm. And it was really interesting to hear that perspective because for me, obviously, I will not have any idea or clue how life of a Saudi girl is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's incredible to see that there are so many more opportunities for them opening up in this space because, you know, in this region, in the UAE and, well, I mean, just GCC in general, yeah. mm -hmm. over 90% of the population are gamers. And mm. I actually, I mean, I, I can't remember the exact stat, mm. but it was something like out of the 90% that are gamers, it's like almost 50-50. Yeah. Between men and women as well, exactly. which is so cool. Absolutely, there's love no that. division in, in this sort of industry as well. Where it's like you know, sports. Okay, maybe there's a strength attribute or something like that. But with gaming, everyone's like the, the same. Yeah, it's it's a skill more or less, I guess. But you know, even when you think about competition, so far majority of competitive events with mm. big prize pools actually happen for men. Yeah. yeah, we don't really have mixed teams yet. Although I've heard, you know, that some some companies or some teams mm. are trying to get mm. like actually mixed team, but it's not really done. Yeah, you either have like a female yeah. team or a male team. Why do you think that is? Why aren't there more mixed? I'm not really teams? sure. Mm. I'm not. I honestly have no idea. I mm. mean, if you really think about it, it could be down to the physical abilities. It could be down to reaction time. Maybe. I don't know. Um, maybe it's the difference, like preference in what girl, uh, what what girls game, uh, sorry, what games girls would prefer to play, mm. and what games guys would prefer to play. Yeah, yeah. As well. Um, well, I know Valorant did a pretty big tournament, uh, which was the first like major mm. that was all female. Yeah. Um, for Valorant, which was really cool. Yeah. I I, w I was watching the stream of that. And it had like as many, if not more, mm. people watching than the men's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which, which is incredible. Is so cool. It's yeah, great yeah. news. And I mean, you know, just now, Gamers Aid, oh, not Gamers Aid, sorry, Girl Gamer. Yeah. Um, just finished, I think, like a few days ago, 18th mm. of March, uh, in Bahrain, which was a huge event, huge event, and it's purely for girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me personally really happy. No, that's yeah, really yeah. cool. And by the way, just going back to the Valorant tournament, the girl who got. Um, uh, her team won, mm. and she was MVP, mm -hmm. and she was from the Middle East. No way. She was from Bahrain, wasn't she? She was from Bahrain, yeah. yeah I Whoa. think she was, yeah. And she did, like, this amazing speech at the end, oh, just great. saying, like, you know, for all the girls that feel like they can't do it, like, you can, because yeah. I did it. It was like, so inspiring. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I'm just getting shivers thinking about it now, because, yeah. like, her, her little speech at the end was just, like, amazing. She mm. got MVP of the whole tournament. And she was like, I'm a girl from the Middle East and I can do it. You can do it too. And I was just like, yes. Yeah. But you know, I did message her if she wants to come on the podcast, but <laughs> no, no reply. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, but you know, it's not just girls in this region. It's 
for boys as well. And it could be the stigma coming from the parents. Mm. You know, here it's unlikely that your parents will support you through your professional career. They just yeah. look at it as like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, you're gaming, but that's not a real job. Mm-hmm. You know, like, whereas a real job would be like, you know, you go to union, you study to become a doctor or a lawyer yeah. or I don't know. Accountant. Like, it's an accountant, exactly. Way of looking um, at it. So it's not just for the girls, yeah. but for girls it's even worse because of their gender. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm not going to ask you too many more questions, but <laughs> one question I have is literally just, you know, what advice do you have for those that, you know, uh, they might have a really big passion for mm. gaming, but they're kind of stuck in that mentality yeah. where they feel like they have to just get a normal job. Like, what what advice do you have to those people? Honestly, follow your dream. Really, because the only time where you will be happy is when you're doing the thing that you like. Mm-hmm. You know, I I completely understand how it feels to need to please your parents because mm-hmm. you feel like you owe them something. You know, they, whatever, paid for your education, they provided uh, for you, It was their fault we're here anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, exactly. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's your life. You're yeah. going to be the one living it, not your parents. Exactly. So... Why not give it a try? You never yeah. know. That may be the biggest success of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Follow totally your dream. agree. Work hard and it will pay off for sure. Amazing. Well, Perfect. thank you so much thank for taking guys. the time to chat thank with you us. Thank you very much. And uh, some amazing, inspiring words. <laughs> um, make sure you go check out division.ae That's if right. you are a content creator or maybe you're a brand yes, looking for your exactly. next promotion and you want to find a content creator like Daily yes. Gamer. Uh, then uh, you can go on their, um, you know, their website and search for Daily Gamer. Uh, and and uh, yeah, so smooth. Yeah, cool brand to wow. work with. Partner with. So I hear. So I hear. But no, there's obviously so many, um, you know, amazing content creators, not mm. just from Dubai, but like over the region. And I think yes. it's actually like international as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're global. Um, exactly. So um, yeah, go check it out. If you're a content creator, you want to get a little bit of a push. Um, you know, even if you've got 100, 200 followers, you never know. You might be able to get something from it and, and start building your brand. So. Senia, thank you so much. Thank you. And we will definitely have you back very, very soon. Thanks, guys. And I've got releases, new ones. Nice. What you got? I got a few out today, actually. Okay. EA Sports, PGA Tour. Challenge everything. Challenge everything. PGA Tour golf game. So that's going to be exciting and it looks amazing. Nice. Detailed courses. Yeah, and licensed uh, competitions like the Masters. Very cool. And everything like that. Yes. Yeah, so is Tiger Woods in it? Yeah, I, I believe so. I assume so. I think there's a good cool. few, a good selection of pros you can play as. Nice. I like it. Uh, and a good career, uh, career, um, career mode. Career so, mode. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. On top of that is Resident Evil Four Remake, which comes out today as well. Amazing. By the way, was that a shadow drop? Like, did we hear about that this was coming out, or is it just randomly no, come out? I think out? it was random because, I mean, did you ever play the the original? You know what, James? I. Th- I can't remember. I played some a long time ago, but I yeah. can't remember which ones they were. But I loved playing them when I was younger anyway. Um, but I saw that IGN have already reviewed it and given it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, and they only give 10 out of 10s to really special games. Really, they? really good games. And you know what's really funny is they've given uh, 10 out of 10 for um, Metroid uh, Remake as well. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if they gave 10 out of 10 to... Um, Dead Space remake, but they gave it really high anyway. I think it was a nine. Nine or something, nine, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, these remakes this year are yeah, absolutely smashing it. smashing it. And I heard that this one is like, 
like the Dead Space remake was like very close to the original game with only a few changes, mm-hmm. but the um, but this one Resident um, Evil Four is is has been given like a good quality of life upgrade. Apparently, as well. yeah, like it plays a, much better. Exactly, there's, it's like the same sort of it's the same sort of game as the old one, like same sort of story, but they've like added so many more features to make it even better. Exactly, um, a, which a, is amazing. To see a small mention for a little game from a small developer called Dredge. Okay. Uh, it's about you're a fisherman and you basically go out fishing. No way. Uh, and then you um, sort of explore some islands and, uh, you know, you can, you can go a bit crazy if you stay out too late. And basically you're managing time. <laughs> you're managing your infantry as well. Not infantry, inventory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the fish you catch and whatever you find. And That's whatever so cool. You dredge, basically. You're a dredger. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I gotta give that a play. Uh, just dredge. Just dredge. Amazing. <laughs> I think we should play that together, James. <laughs> we shall. Well, thank you for your new gaming releases. You're welcome. I have got your new gaming updates for the week. Yay, updates. There is some pretty crazy stuff happening in the world of gaming, I kicking am. things off with Counter-Strike 2. We teased it last week, saying that there was cool. a, there was some speculation that it might be coming out, maybe. Anyway, Valve have said, yes, Counter-Strike 2 is official. Awesome. And it's coming like a few days ago. It actually came out for some people. Mm. They're doing some CS2 uh, tests with certain people that they've selected. Yeah. Um, but they said that the full game is expected to be released in summer 2023. They said that oh, it's soon. an overhaul to every system, every piece of content, and every part of the CS experience. Mm. And also on their website, they described it as the largest technical leap forward in Counter-Strike's history wow. and promises years of updates and new features. That's crazy. That shows my age because I used to play the the mod, the Half-Life, original Half-Life mod. Wow. Back in the day, and it was Counter-Strike 1.0 or something like that. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, another game that is, uh, you know, poised to be coming out and looks really, really cool is Crash Team Rumble Racing. Ooh. I mean, obviously, I love a bit of Mario Kart, but when I was younger, I used to play a lot of Crash Team Racing, which is an amazing game. Yeah, basically, kind of like your Mario Kart kind of thing, um, but in kind of like the universe of, of Crash Bandicoot. Um, and yet, it's going to be out in June 20th, but they said they're going to be doing a closed beta for April as well. So Very you nice. might be able to see some really cool content coming out about that game in April. Awesome. Um, but yeah, super excited um, about that. Um, and now a little bit of sad news. Um, yeah. So you might have heard that Lance Reddick has uh, unfortunately passed away. Um, if mm. you've watched John Wick, he was the um, the hotel kind of like concierge, uh, concierge. Um, of the hotel in in John Wick is an amazing amazing actor, um, but he was also really big in his gaming in the gaming world, yeah. mainly in the game Destiny. Um, now he actually they said that he they they saw that his account was online within 24 hours before he died, um, and he, he, was he really, likes to play because he he's he voices yeah so he voices it he likes it. to play as well he likes to play play the play the game as well um, and the community got together when they found out that he died and like. Thousands and thousands of Destiny players mm-hmm. all went to the same area and, you know, paid tribute to him yeah, that's really in, nice. in an amazing way. Yeah. And his wife even released um, a statement thanking all the Destiny players because she said he loved being a part of the game and he loved playing the game and he loved everyone that was, uh, you know, part of that community. Yeah, so that means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there you go. That is your gaming news of the week. Thank you. 
We got some tech pop. News. Yeah, tech pop. What pop. we got in tech pop? Pop tech, tech pop. Uh, I discovered uh, an AI um, image creator thingy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> AI is blowing up right now, yes. so this is so cool. It's definitely trending. Um, so I discovered one on Discord. Okay. Yeah. So if you look up, um, the, it's called Mid Journey. M I D Journey. Yeah. Uh, one word. Look this thing up, and then you'll you'll be introduced to a chat where you can put in your prompts. Anything okay. you want, and it will generate instantly. So when you say prompts, like does it have to put like code in there, or you just, for example, I put in uh, "black cat going to work." Okay, and it, I mean, <laughs> it gave me a black cat going to work. He's got no a little briefcase. Way. He's walking, you know, walking to work. He's got a tie. Let me see. It's and on your. You got it on your iPad there. Yeah, look at that. That is really cool. And the, wow, the, the clever thing is. What it does, it gives you like four options. Okay. So it'll obviously generate from what it can find on the internet. Yeah. And then create four options for you, which you can refine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you choose uh, the third one, then it'll it'll go back and it'll it'll improve the image. It'll make it more realistic. Can you give or, it like more prompts? You can give it more prompts. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you could you could add like uh, the black cat going to work, but wearing a beret. Oh, okay, and cool. And it'll go out, it'll go there and find a berry for you. How does it do that, though? Yeah, I know, it's nuts. That's amazing. And what's great is because it's a Discord channel, you can yeah. see other people doing ah. their images. So, like, you can see their prompts, and it goes nuts. They can put in stories. They can put really simple things in, like a um, uh, profile picture with a man with no hair, something like that. No way. And you can see all these things just generate. It's that brilliant. is so cool. I'm uh, definitely trying that. What's it called again? Mid Journey. Mid Journey on Discord. Look for Sweet. the channel and then go yeah. check that out. Another uh, news: John Wick Four is taking off. I heard yeah. it sounds amazing. They said it's the the best, like the highest rated John Wick movie so yeah, far. It hasn't even come them. out, and it looks yeah. I mean, it's, ratings are, are flying through. I saw IGN gave it a ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. There so you go. Excited for that. Really excited. It's the conclusive. Is it John Wick? Is it? I have no idea. They'll probably make them. It's going to turn into like a Fast and Furious thing. They're just going to keep making yeah, them. Yeah, there's going to be like John Wick 10. He's going to be like 80 years old. <laughs> He's still going to be yeah. like, I need a gun. <laughs> Where's my dog? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, cool. Well, uh, thank you so much, James, for your pop and tech news. You're very welcome. James, I usually do my top five right about now. Yeah. Um, but instead, I, I found this really crazy game and i kind of just want to talk to you about that if it's cool with you i love crazy games it's called ultimate custom night okay now just name night as in night k k night no no with the n like nighttime nighttime yeah um it is apparently one of the scariest horror games out there <laughs> but here's the intro so first of all probably not going to play this myself i will but, but get this concept i think it's really really cool mm. basically it's called Ultimate Custom Night because you actually can customize how scary you want it to be. Oh. Yeah, so they've got like um, over 50 different animatronic terrors spawning the beloved franchise, right? So any of these 50 characters you can kind of pick from. Right. Once you pick all the characters you want uh, or fear the most, you know, um, you can assign them different difficulty scalings and see if you can survive them. Oh my gosh. How scary does that sound? It says you'll be in an office where you'll need to manage um, multiple entrances and work with the tools you have to keep the mechanical monstrosities out, <laughs> right? But how crazy is that? You could basically build your own nightmare horror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you could just go as crazy as you want. 
Um, it says you can make the most challenging experience possible with all your options or create your dream scenario with these characters. The choice is yours. Wow. So something that I probably won't play, but what I think would be really cool is you could try and like go against your friends and be like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to create like the scariest thing for you. you. And then you can give it to your friend and be like, okay, play this. And then you can hide behind a pillow while she, so that's what I'm going to do with you. If that's cool. That'd be great content, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. So I'm going to try and create the scariest game possible for you. And then you've got to play it. Sure. Is that cool? I like that. But anyway, uh, so if you're, if you're into your horror games uh, Mm -hmm. and you want to try and scare your friends or scare yourself, um, ultimate custom night. I'm excited. Give it a go and let us know um, how you got on. You can always <laughs> send us a, a DM on our Instagram, Daily Gamer Official. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that is pretty much it for podcast number 18. Woo! We had a fantastic chat with Senya. Senya. I still can't say it properly. I don't know why. It's so easy. I don't know. I don't know. You just <laughs> seem to be better at that than, than I do. Um, but she was absolutely amazing. Gave us great. so many crazy cool insights, yes. uh, especially into their platform, Division, uh, which you can find on mm-hmm. division.ae online. You, if you're a content creator and you want to try and find brands uh, or you want brands to try and find you, um, then you can go on there and... Um, perfect place to do it. Exactly. They'll pair you with a brand. Um, and if you're a brand looking for a content creator, then they'll do that for you as well. Yes. Absolutely amazing. They're doing a really cool job over there. And um, it was amazing to have her. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we will be back uh, with another podcast very, very soon. So make sure you hit that follow button. Yes, follow us. I think us. it's just follow button, right? Follow or subscribe to the podcast. Exactly. But you can also check us out on Instagram, Daily Gamer Official. And on our YouTube, it's also Daily Gamer Official. Yes. Uh, and you can check us out on our website, daily-gamer.net. We've got all our old podcasts uh, on there as well. So if you haven't, uh, if you've only listened to this is your first one or second one, we've got, uh, you know, 15 others, 16 others yeah. for you to, to go and listen to uh, with some amazing, amazing guests. So, yes. yeah, make sure you check it out. Um, I've been Joe Mango. And I've been James Russell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We will see you on podcast number 19. 19.